0: Hello, a very good afternoon to everyone, and welcome back if you're joining us from the previous session. On behalf of IIFL Home Finance, I am pleased to welcome you to the second Awas Persambad session being conducted in association with the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs. Our co-host for this session is Sushant University Guruga, for which we thank Professor Preeta Ravishri. We at IIFL Home Finance are committed towards creating an ecosystem for green affordable housing through our various initiatives and are proud to extend Government of India's initiative, Awas Prasambhad, to all of you. So first off, a quick round of introductions. Let me start with the voice you've been hearing all this while. My name is Apooraf Kaushik, and I head the Sustainability and ESG Group at IAFL Home Finance. I will be moderating this session today. Please join me in welcoming our panelists. Our first panelist is Ms. Preeta Ravisri. Professor Ravisri is an architect-cum-planner with more than two decades of experience and a specialization in affordable housing. Our second panelist today is Mr. Udaybhanu Patnaik. Mr. Patnaik is a graduate of the School of Planning and Architecture, New Delhi. Our final panelist today is Mr. P. V. Sajan. Mr. Sajan is an architect by education and practice and has been trained and mentored by none other than the master himself, architect Laurie Baker. The topic of discussion for today's session is the role of indigenous housing technologies in transforming Indian construction sector using local materials and practices. Indigenous housing technologies play a vital role in the development of environmentally friendly, climate resilient and affordable housing solutions for communities. Simultaneously, they have a tremendous social potential by ensuring the preservation and continued propagation of local culture and building practices. This often results in a community-driven, rights-based approach to developing projects with an emphasis on organizational partnerships and preservation of traditional practices. So, Prita, let us open the conversation today with you. You have extensive experience in this domain how do you think are indigenous housing technologies relevant to the quality of life of local people
1: in reality when we see when we compare the affordable housing models that we saw in those buildings you will not see any regional context whereas when we come to mm-hmm. the local level if you see uh, regions there you will see a lot of construction which is has a very regional context or place-based approach has been taken place now, there are various styles, which has been indigenous, time-tested, traditional, and has the very local practices. Like if we see Ekra walling in Northeast, which is using and which is earthquake resistant. Daji Diwari in Jammu Kashmir, Himachal Pradesh, Daji Diwari construction, which is also using the local materials and uh, wood panels and uh, mud blocks or the stone fillings. Then bonga houses in Kutch which uses the stabilized uh, mud blocks, which takes all the extreme weather conditions and uh, which is more regionally uh, suitable and sustainable, cost effective, and which could be easily implemented. And we have seen also there are many organization which is working on the alternative technology. The problem is they have been tried and tested in a smaller area. This cannot be replicated or upscale, and it remained confined to a particular region. So the limited outreach and low level of awareness about this technology uh, at the level of practicing professional artisans and people dealing with the house construction, inadequate delivery mechanism and knowledge dissemination are some of the reasons this is not getting the into the mainstream practices.
0: Okay, I want to take this to you from here. In your experience, you have you have practiced all over the country, uh, all the way from Gujarat on the west coast to Uresa on the east coast. How has your experience been? And uh, a lot of times you have a body of work which goes from disaster management to resiliency, right? So, what's your take on this? Right. In Ghoda,
2: we built the first base isolated building in India and it is the largest base isolated hospital in the world because it has 360 lead rubber bearings from which this building stand and that's the building which is now being covered under this with uh, by discovery it is amazing that we developed the entire technology how to build this building it's a completely prefabricated building all the components are prefabricated and brought and put in place. After putting up the building, I was very surprised when somebody in Bhuj told me, I would like to show you something. So I said, what is it that you want to show me? So he took me to a bridge. The bridge was over a dry stream. In the rainy season, it gets flooded. And he said, you know, you have been using this technology called lead rubber belt which you, of course, went to New Zealand and brought this technology to India. This technology you have used in this building, But let me tell you, this bridge is over 200 years old and is still standing. The foundations are made of lead. The okay. idea of using lead in, a, in any foundation or like in our modern Bhuj hospital is that, you know, lead has this unique crystalline structure that mm-hmm. when it heats up, it becomes liquid and when it cools down, comes back to exactly the same state of solid lead uh, piece of lead, which is not the same with any other metal. When you actually melt a metal and bring it back and pull it down, the final metal which you get at the end of it is very brittle. Whereas lead does not have this. Lead has this unique, very, very unique property. You heat it up and it completely becomes liquid. And then when you convert it back to solid, it still comes back as lead in its original state we have technologies we have not been able to use it we have not been able to popularize it in the way we should and i feel that there is lack of education and industry synergy in this which is responsible to a large extent because we don't neither do we teach our students to do these things we teach them but as a very sideline subject most people are now so enamored with these glass and these aluminum composite sheets and uh, This kind of thing, and I find this as an issue every day when we design hospitals because we have designed over 35 36 hospitals up to today, and everyone wants to build a hospital which is state of the art, cutting edge technology, and it's their own definition. Actually, they are hell holes for infection because putting in a huge amount of air conditioning and all that, and then you have a false ceiling, and above the false ceiling, you have. Huge amount of bacteria if you just actually calculate you know we've taken bacterial counts above the fall season find it's impossible to you know maintain a clean this one it would be very easy to solve that problem but people do not want to invest in those what we are actually investing in we should not be investing in what we should be investing in we are not doing so this is one of the issues. As a financial institution, I would like to point out something to you people. When we started to do this affordable hospitals, adopted one state, Haryana, and we tried to sell them this idea, and there were many private parties who were takers. Unfortunately, the collateral which was to be put up by the party, and the guarantees for that, that was the biggest problem. What we did was, we asked the government to provide us with a sovereign guarantee. That is actually the key to a lot of work, moment sovereign guarantees came into the road sector, the road sector has flourished However, we don't have it in the building sector
0: That's a good point
2: How easy would it be for IIFL to give out disbursed loans to any number of projects If there was the state government or the central government as a sovereign guarantor
0: San, you have had so much of experience, you built thousands of buildings in local and vernacular materials what are the biggest challenges that you have faced so far we have been hearing a lot of uh about this you know from the different panelists that we have had that the aspirational value that uh, vernacular architecture has or, uh, or rather vernacular architecture is unable to meet that aspirational value that people have from you know owning their own houses have you faced something like this in your
3: experience actually the role of Indigenous technology or bring back our indigenous technology to our construction sector. The main important point is this. Our impact of building in the impact of building industry to our climate, mainly climate. All of us are aware of global warming and the climate change. Because of climate change, we are suffering. All of you know about the great flood happened in Kerala in 2018. We had Cyclone in 2018 in Kerala. And killed many people also. It is all because of climate change, and the main reason for climate change is our greenhouse gas emissions. Our building industry is responsible for nearly forty percentage of carbon emissions. And yeah. all of us, including our IGBC and all people, are talking about reduction of energy use in the inside the building. And they are not at all talking about while we are making the building, how to reduce the use of energy. There lies the real truth, because when we make these buildings, we are spending lots and lots of energy for making cement. Or, for instance, we can uh, put it in other way. If you take in a global data, the five percent of cement production of five percent of carbon dioxide production is because of manufacturing of cement. Nobody is willing to not even hear that. For one kg of cement, for making one kg of cement, we require 4.6 megajoule of energy. But the same way as uh, architect Uday bhanu said, like the way the people using aluminum composite sheets. For one kilogram of cement, we need 4.6 megajoule of energy. But right. one kilogram of aluminum, we require 170 megajoule of energy. For making one kilogram of aluminum, 70 megajoule of energy, that is the truth. With that material, our architects and engineers and big, big companies are making use for this aluminum composite panels. And that is actually an aluminum composite panel because of its composite, as a composite panel, we cannot even recycle it. That will become a dead material. After the the demolition, that will become a huge waste, like the plastic, uh, how we are handling the plastic these days. Similarly, that will that is going to be a disaster for the earth, that aluminum-composite panels. There lies the importance of using indigenous materials and indigenous technology for our building construction.
0: I think some crucial takeaways from today's session would be subsidizing, the, you know, what, what Sajan had mentioned. So we're subsidizing apartments and not aspirations. I mean, beautiful line, uh, everybody needs to remember this, especially designers and developers when they are making housing for others. Um, and uh, the fact that indigenous techniques are more often than not inherently resilient. I think all of you have definitely built upon this this point uh, to a good extent. Uh, there's also the need to match aspirations to context as very rightly mentioned by Preeta at the very beginning and throughout the presentation. I think it's incredibly important. It was, it's a key takeaway for all architects and all designers out there, whether you're working on whichever scale you're working on. Uh, It's important to realize and value your client for wherever they're coming from and make sure that you're designing and not forget that you're not that you are designing for this person. Uh, And I think something that going back to what Sajan had mentioned that you need to shift the goalposts. Just uh, work towards uh, helping them uh, or matching the aspiration to the context. But then gradually in the background work towards changing the goalposts for that aspiration itself. So that by the time they reach there, the goal has not changed as you're progressing through life. It's a long journey anyway for everyone Uh, and not to forget, of course, uh, the last point that you have to incentivize to catalyze the take up of all of these technologies, including materials which have to be given the the due amount of importance and thought which they aren't being given right now and the phrasing of aspirations. I think lots of of learnings. Uh, Thank you so much, all of you.